welcome listeners to the Thundercast. I'm your host, Connor Sanders, here on uh, a very important weekend in SU basketball here, joined by a very special guest, SU women's mm-hmm. basketball head coach, Tracy Sanders. How are you doing today, Coach Sanders? Great. Just came off a great practice and excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I'm going to date this interview a little bit, but we're right before the home contest against Eastern Washington. And Idaho is a very important part of the season. Also, kind of a difficult part to get through with injuries and things coming mm-hmm. going. Coach, how are you feeling about the season? How are you feeling about the progress that your team has made and what's left to do? Uh, you know, I'm really excited with kind of how far we co- have come this season. Yeah. And, you know, I thought we had a great preseason to kind of get us ready for conference play. Um, obviously, the win streak at home has been fun, you know, 7-0 and at home, and we're pretty excited about that. And so it's nice to be back home. We just came off a pretty tough little road trip, and so I think we're all hungry to play again. But it is that time of the year where, you know, the wear and tear on the body and, and all that starting to kick in. And so really trying to keep people healthy and stay prepared and and all that good stuff right now. Yeah, it's it's definitely an exciting time for SU basketball, men's and women's, both improving rapidly, both, um, I think, on the up and up. And I think the town is really taking notice, getting more excited, and student life as well, just becoming more and more involved, more and more butts and seats. That's really right. encouraging sign for the team. Right. It makes it a great it makes it a great place to play. You know, when you have uh, when you come out and you see the fans there and you have the students there. I mean, I know it it gets our girls excited to play, and I think that's a huge part of why we've been successful at home. Yeah, seven and zero at home. That's a tough thing to accomplish <laughs> anywhere. The top right. teams in the Big Sky haven't even been able to keep that kind of streak up. So it's very exciting to see that. Yeah. Um, so, coach, you spent, I mean, your whole life in one area, right? Moraga mm-hmm. is like your home. You state champion, high school basketball player there, then became the leading scorer at St. Mary's and then spending 12 years there as a coach. Can you tell me about Moraga, California for maybe somebody that's never been there? Uh, Well, it's a small town, you know, and it's kind of funny because moving here, everyone said, oh, you know, you're coming from California to small town (laughs) Utah. And actually, Moraga is a a, it's still a town. It's not even a city. Um, So I actually my my grandfather was born in Moraga. And my family um, just all grew up there. You know, everyone kind of stayed in the family. We had a big cattle ranch that the family okay. ran. And so I grew up with cousins all, you know, all in the property. Everyone had houses and um, just like this little area kind of isolated from from everything else in the Bay Area. And, um, you know, I feel pretty fortunate to ha- have been able to grow up in that in that lifestyle and just have family surrounded by me. And that was a huge part of why I decided to stay close to home and um, go to St. Mary's College. And uh, I would say, you know, Camp Alindo, um, the high school I went to, I played for an amazing coach who, you know, he's still a great yeah. mentor. He actually was just at our game out in Sac State and I'm um, just an incre- incredible coach. And I feel like having him as well as an older sister that played basketball that was very competitive and very good really is what kind of pushed me and fueled me to, you know, kind of want to be the player that I wanted to be. And so um, to, to go through that and you know we won a couple state championships which was awesome and then you know making that decision of where to go to college and you know everyone's like oh why would you want to stay in a small town and and everything like that but I had an opportunity to play again with my sister in college which was really cool and to me having the family in the stands and being able to play in front of you know my grandfather and and things like that really is what kind of wanted kept me there and I, you know, I loved it. It was, it was great. Um, I think we had a pretty successful run and, you know, my college coach really turned the program around there. 
and obviously went on. He went to Gonzaga and now is at Oregon, and they're pretty amazing, and he's just done a great job, and I just feel blessed to have had the coaches that I've had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so did you grow up on the ranch then? Oh, yeah. You, what kind of chores were you doing on the I daily? mean, there was a stretch there where I think every it, – it, I was, there was probably seven or eight cousins and we're all kind of a year apart. Okay. And so it was kind of like every year it was like someone knew that it was their time to kind of be like the ranch hand with grandpa <laughs> every day after school. And so I think it was probably sixth or seventh grade. I mean, when I came home from school, that's what we did. We got on the horse, we went to check the cows. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I grew up was, was riding horses and, yeah. you know, just working and helping out and and I loved it I mean it's it's still fun to to go back and my family still lives there and so it's still fun to go back and be a part of it when the when you go back do they ask for an extra handout on the ranch oh I mean it's scaled down quite a bit now (laughs) yeah yeah it's kind of my grandpa's passed away and so it's kind of been passed off and everyone kind of has their own own thing going now but um yeah I mean I help out as I can because it's fun (laughs) I love it (laughs) yeah I'm I'm sure that growing up in a small town like that, family becomes extra important. Mm-hmm. I, and I think you played with Julie, right, mm-hmm. at St. Mary's. Um, how much was kind of basketball a way to unify your family and kind of connect with your siblings? It was huge. I think from the moment that my older sister started playing, it was kind of, my older sister is Kelly, two years older than me, and then Julie is three years younger than me. So I was the middle one who had a chance to play with, you know, both of them. And so I think as soon as Kelly started playing, it was, you know, she was kind of my idol. And it was like, yeah. okay, if Big Sis is doing it, I'm going to do it. And so really just kind of tried to follow in her footsteps. And like I said, she was competitive, so competitive. And I mean, there was times where we would leave practice and our high school coach didn't want us to, to fight during practice. We always had to guard each other, but we weren't <laughs> allowed to get into it. And so we would get in the car to head home. And I mean, we would just have it out in the car. And I think that's really what kind of drove my competitiveness and you know just being around her and uh, yeah I mean it was really just a a really cool thing and I think it really was something that brought us together and um, you know after we would get out of school and we actually would go even in middle school we would go after school up to St. Mary's College and um, there was a kind of a gym that was open back in the day and so we would go in there we would find whoever was in there college guys old guys, whoever was available to play. And we would just play until, you know, it was time to go home for dinner. And so really just spent a lot of time in the gym growing up. And I think all three of us loved it. And it was just something we all did together. Was basketball something that you fell in love with at an early age? Or was it something that came into your life later on? Um, I think I started playing, it was probably second or third grade. Okay. And I was, I mean, middle school, I did, you know, different sports, but I knew like this was the sport that I loved to play. And mm-hmm. um, so it was, yeah, it was always basketball. I mean, there was times where there was probably three teams I was playing on at once. And, you know, so one team played on Sunday, one team played on Saturday. And so you just kind of make it work and you run from game to game. But yeah, it was always kind of my passion. Yeah, absolutely. I grew up in a similar athletically <laughs> focused family. It was we got to go here for baseball yep. and then we got to go here for basketball. And then if we have time, we got to go over here. So yep. yeah, we always bounce around that way. Um, can you talk about, I guess, what kind of player were you at St. Mary's? I know you were a great player, but like, I know you transitioned from power forward earlier in your right. career to playing the three, something that's kind of mm-hmm. similarly happening with your own team right now with Becca right. Cardenas transitioning. Mm-hmm. So can you talk about your time at St. Mary's and what kind of player you were there? Sure. I mean, I definitely probably came in as a, a, a post player. And um, in high school, I did, you know, I could handle the ball a little bit and I could shoot a little bit. I I always think, 
obviously I was blessed because I'm tall, you know, yeah. that's always a little advantage on the basketball court, but I don't think I was super athletic or anything like that. I honestly think it was just the time I put so much time in and I think I was a competitive person. I think that's what drives me to coach now is just that competitiveness that I just, I have it. Um, and so I just think it was just a lot of hard work. You know, I don't think I was super gifted in any area other than I just wanted to win. Um, and so that really probably was what kind of drove me the most. Um, when I got to college, we, I, I did start out as a post player. Um, and then we got a really good recruiting class in and we had twin post <laughs> players that were like an inch taller than me and could probably touch the rim. And so, <laughs> you know, it was like, okay, do I want to stay here or figure out somewhere else to play? Yeah. And so, um, you know, it was moving out to the perimeter and that was like, okay, that's where I'm going to get my minutes. And I have these great post players inside and, um, it just kind of worked out. Um, yeah. and I think it, you know, you have to obviously put the time in for the transition and, you know, I see it now with, with Shay and, and some of our post players that are, can be those combo players. And so yeah. you have to obviously work on your ball handling and, and your shooting and all that. But it's funny because I think every post player wants to play on the perimeter and <laughs> every guard is like, I can go post up and be <laughs> tough. And um, so, you know, it's it's nice to, to have the versatility where you can kind of go back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. So um, from your time at St. Mary's, you end up being the all-time leading scorer. You're the West Coast Conference Player of the Year. Mm -hmm. um, as your career was winding down, was coaching something that you kind of always had in the back of your mind, or was that something that just kind of came on to you later on? It, I knew I wanted to get into coaching in, at some level. Um, I went to school to be a, a teacher, and so, you know, I always was like, okay, I'm going to teach and I'm going to coach. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And once I finished college, it actually, you know, I was just fortunate in kind of the way it worked out, but um, my college coach took another job and so the assistant got the head coaching job and um, she needed to hire a staff and so I was still there and it was kind of like I had gone to a um, WNBA combine and I was like okay if I get drafted I'm going okay well I didn't so then it was like okay do you go try out do you go play overseas um, I was married at the time you know obviously a homebody because I had yeah. stayed home and so um, the job opportunity came up and I was like, you know, this is where I want to be. I get to coach at the school I played at. And so just lucky to really get to go from that jump from straight to college into coaching. You know, right now how it is, you really have to kind of work your way in through a GA or a Dobo or something like that. And so I was just lucky kind of the way things fell into place and um, obviously was there for quite a while. And so yeah. I just feel lucky that, you know, it worked out the way it did. Well, yeah, 12 years as an assistant coach is kind of unheard of. You know, <laughs> usually assistant coaches kind of bounce around a little bit. But, I mean, that connection to Moraga, I'm sure, was mm -hmm. very important for you. Um, what do you feel like you learned during that, that long time as an assistant coach at SMC? Oh, I think so much changes over time. You know, I think initially uh, you go in and it's like, it's all about the coaching and, and, and this. And I think the older you get, you realize it's more about like the relationships and, um, just different things start to change. You yeah. know, I, I think I've, I don't want to say I've become nicer, but I think I've become more, com um, compassionate, I guess I would say, okay. you know, I think as a player, I was pretty like to the point and like, if I hurt your feelings, I'm sorry, get over <laughs> it. And so I think as a coach, you have to kind of learn how to, um, handle different people and different personalities. And I think that's been probably the biggest growth for me is like going from that, you know, like I don't, I don't, as a player, like I didn't care. Like we'll talk about it after the game, let it go. And so I think you really have to learn about how to deal with different people and, and different personalities. And I think that's probably what I've learned the most 
um, just dealing with different, you know, different players and um, players from all over the world, really, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, but I mean a lot. And I've had, obviously, Paul Thomas was a huge part in um, me kind of growing as a coach yeah. and and all that. But you do. You just, I mean, it's one of those things you're constantly learning. You know, every year we go to the convention and you learn something. You learn something new. And I think you can't, you can't just be content you got to keep yeah. being hungry and keep wanting to to get better well that's how even the best coaches get left behind right is mm-hmm. the game is adapting so quickly the way you can recruit is adapting so right. quickly right so keeping up with it is so important did, did it feel strange transitioning from player to coach like were you coaching your younger sister while you were i was at st mary's yeah i coached my younger sister for three years um i mean that part was a little hard i'll admit that yeah <laughs> i think you know you're like oh gosh, you're getting yelled at all the time. I feel bad for you. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, and I think she's she was a competitive person too. And so, yeah. you know, I was like, well, do your job, you know, and that was kind of me as a player. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think it always is a little bit hard that first year because you still have relationships with your former teammates, you know? Yeah. And so I, I think that it worked for me just because of kind of who I was when I played. And so yeah. it wasn't... Um, you know, I think they knew how s- kind of serious I was on the court. Um, obviously, had great some great relationships, but they they knew that like I it meant a lot to me, and like I was pretty passionate about it, and so I think it translated pretty easily. Yeah. Um, did it feel strange then, having spent so much of your life in one place, having to transition somewhere new, coming to SUU? Honestly, no. I think I was huh. I was definitely ready. Um, you know, uh, for me, there have been a couple opportunities, but this, it, I was waiting for the right time in the right place. Yeah. Um, you know, ha- I have two kids, obviously, and um, I, you know, it had to be a good fit for like my family, um, the right time for my family to move, all of that stuff. And so when this job came open and um, obviously I'd known JR who was here yeah. a while back. And so there was like, there was a little bit of a connection there. Um, but when I came out for my interview that was the first time I'd actually been to Cedar City and so you know you get off the plane and obviously you see the mountains and (laughs) it's beautiful yeah a hotel yeah (laughs) and it's just like I love that small town feel (laughs) so I was excited about that but um you know it was different because I had driven from Vegas to St. George recruiting and so I'd seen all that and I figured it was very similar and so when I got here I was like wow this is beautiful like (laughs) the mountains and you have all this and so obviously that instantly was was nice and um and then you know I remember walking into the gym and I loved I love the arena I think it's a great venue and it's a a great spot to play and I was like I want to coach there um and the people have been amazing I mean first time I brought my daughter out here we kind of laughed because everyone we met was just so nice and (laughs) you know not not to say people in California aren't nice but it's (laughs) it's different it really is and I think you know there's just a genuine kindness around here and so it's just it's a great place to be um it really is yeah so how old were your kids when you decided to move here um my daughter was 15 turning 16 and then my daughter or sorry my son is um he was 17 and yeah. he actually uh, stayed in California to finish okay. high school. Yep. And that was part of the deal. And part of why, you know, it did take a while to leave was because wow. I, I knew he's a homebody. He wants to be on the ranch. He loves that life. And so <laughs> it was important for me to make sure that he had the opportunity to do that. If he, you know, if, if it wasn't the right place for him, he came out and spent some time here and was like, I think I want to finish, you know, he had one more year of high school. And so 
um, that was important to me. And then um, Samantha was, I mean, from day one, 100% bought in. <laughs> and so she loves it here too. She's having a great time. Yeah, I'm really glad to hear that. And yeah. I know that's a tough transition because mm -hmm. so often we think of coaches, we don't think of the families, you know, and there's so much that goes into yeah. a great coach, right? You have to have support around you. Yeah. Um, they can make that happen. Uh, so now that you have, you're, you're through your first season, you, we're halfway through your second one now, your feet are more than wet, you have been around the program. Um, what do you feel like the biggest adjustment has been from going from an associate head coach position to now being the leader taking the reins? Yeah. What's, what's been the biggest difference you've noticed? I mean, I think really it's the, it's just the hard conversations that, you know, as an assistant, you can kind of sit back and give advice, but ultimately the head coach has to, has to have those conversations, yeah. you know, when people are upset or having a hard time, you know, they're going to obviously have, you know, I, I have a great staff. They're amazing. Um, I think my players are well connected to all of them, which, you know, I feel very lucky for that. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, like you got to make the, the tough decisions and sometimes, you know, those are hard and um, there's just, you know, the disciplinary things and, and those types of things. And so I think, you know, being in that role is just a little bit different. And it's easy to sit back and give advice. It's hard to, you know, sit in the room sometimes and have those hard conversations. And, um, but, you know, other than that, I really think that like my, my former boss did a great job of kind of giving me opportunities to, to really kind of feel like a head coach. And yeah. um, so that's, that's helped a lot. Did you already have your ref game worked out? You already knew. Oh gosh, what no, that's that just keeps growing. <laughs> it keeps getting better and better. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, a tell of a good coach. They improve their uh, the way they work. You the gotta learn there. how to just like push it to the limit and then pull it back in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I've, that's something I've been watching the men's team do. Coach Simon, I feel like just pokes them yeah, just far enough. Yeah. That's it's it's quite the skill. <laughs> um, I know you consider playing professionally. I know that basketball has always been an important mm -hmm. part of your life, but was there ever a point along the way where maybe you felt like, I'm kind of over basketball, mm -hmm. I want to try something new? Or did you always feel that commitment that you always just wanted to keep going in this career field? I So after uh, my daughter was, was born, Samantha, um, she actually was born in the middle of basketball season. And I think she saw her first game at St. Mary's when she was probably six days old. Wow. And, you know, it's hard as a coach when you are so invested to, like, just leave in the middle of the season. And so it was yeah. important to me that I finished out the season and then wanted to take a little bit of time off to, to be with her. But um, it was kind of then with two little ones that I was like, okay, this is, this is hard. Yeah. And I obviously had a great family that was there. You know, my mom was my babysitter while I was at work, and she traveled on quite a few road trips just so I could I could go and bring the kids and you know not have to leave the babies at home but I did take a couple years off and I taught middle school PE okay and I loved it it was awesome um a little different than coaching division one basketball yeah and I, I taught I coached after school um volleyball boys and girls basketball track so I got kind of a little taste of of everything which was fun and it was an amazing experience and I probably could have done it for a long time, but the opportunity to go back to St. Mary's came up okay. um, with Paul because that was when Paul Thomas got the job. Um, and it was one of those things where I knew instantly, like, I missed it. And I think what I love about it is I love the hard days. I love the good days. I love the bad days. I, I love all of it. I think for me, the teaching was, it was amazing, but it was so, it, it was almost too consistent for me. 
I I like the the highs and the lows, and um, I think that's really where I I just enjoy that. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you have an okay time wrangling in the middle schoolers? Was that oh man? I mean, I'll tell you what, coaching the boys, it it took about. It took about a week and I was like, okay, they're not really listening to me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to practice with you guys today. And after that, <laughs> I was good. I think I just had to prove that I actually knew what I was talking about. And then they were fine. Did you put up 40 on them? Uh, no, not quite. But I probably threw a couple elbows. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it was uh, fun though. <laughs> that's, that's a great story. Um, well, now that you've kind of had some time to reflect on your, reflect on your coaching career, what do you think has been the highlight what's one moment that you realize you just kind of looked around and realized like wow I can't believe that uh, this is happening to me right now oh I mean I say that every day I feel so lucky not only with I mean I have a great team just of girls they're just amazing people you know I feel lucky that I don't have to coach uh, you know drama and bad attitudes and things like that like we really have an amazing group of girls and my staff, I mean, I couldn't ask for better people. Yeah. And I feel like, I, I mean, I don't know how I got so lucky. They're, they all complement each other. You know, I think we get along. Um, we work well together. They all kind of have their strengths, which is, is great. Um, I think, you know, two things for me last year, I think that first game, you know, San Diego getting, getting your first win as a head coach and knowing yeah. like, okay, I can do this. Because <laughs> you just don't know. You know, you practice. <laughs> you practice all summer and – um, you start practice for the season and you just really don't know what's going to happen when you take the, the court for the first time. And so that was super exciting. And um, obviously playing against San Diego, which was in the West Coast Conference. So I, you know, I'd played against them several times um, as a, both a player and a coach. And so that was a huge win. That one felt really good. And then, you know, winning the, the first game in the conference tournament, I just, yeah. you know, walking into the locker room and seeing the girls ex- as excited as they were, um, and just all the work that they had put in. And I know one of the things that we really talked about was just at the end of the season, you know, especially when your season maybe isn't going as well as you want, but still being hungry to play, yeah. excited to play. You know, they were getting along and um, just we were in a great place. And so to get that win, I think, was was huge. Yeah, absolutely. When you first arrived here, you were taking over a team that had really, really struggled. How did you turn things around as quickly as you did. I mean, we went from a three-win program. I mean, if you go back to when Coach mm-hmm. Payne was here, this was a big sky contender. They mm-hmm. won the conference championship one season. Huge doldrum where they win three games, and then you come in, and now the team is oh, one game above 500 as of this weekend. How did that transition happen so quickly? Well, I think there was great pieces in place. I mean, obviously, yeah. Becca is a great player. Um, you know, Harley's been a great addition. I think, you know, Ash has been strong. So there's a good core in that in that upper group. And, you know, we brought some some younger kids in, especially this year, that I think are, are doing really well. But I, for me, it was, you know, everyone uses culture, culture, culture. But I, th- I think that's huge. You know, yeah. I don't – I think they're great girls. I think they bought in, which was super important. You know, I think if, you're, if your players aren't buying in or believing in what you're doing, then it's going to take so much longer um, but I think the ones that were here already, they bought in. They were excited about what we were what we were doing and the direction we were going. But I think it was just really just kind of establishing, you know, just a culture of what, what the expectation was of getting in the gym, getting in extra shots, coming yeah. in for film, um, all the little things, and then really just focusing on the details and, and creating new habits. You know, that's always – a challenge um, when you take I I would think as you take over programs like you're putting in your own stuff and how long is it going to take 
those players to understand what you're trying to do yeah. and, um, you know, all new offense, all new defense and um, create like the habits that, that go along with that. So, so how do you create those habits so consistently? I, I know that it, it all depends on the drive of yeah. the person though, but you, you're responsible for teaching right. those habits. How do you approach that? It's, I mean, it's drilling it really. And like, sometimes it's very elementary and I'm sure it's boring, but I think you have to do those things over and over. I mean, we talk about, we do ball handling every day. You know, yeah. same drills that probably sixth graders are doing with their teams, but I think it's just so important. Um, and really that's, you know, I think that's, th some people can pick things up a lot quicker and, and some players take a little bit longer, but really it's just drilling it over and over. And then, you know, sitting down and talking as a staff as what, what our uh, weaknesses are um, and then trying to really build on those. So, you know, if we're struggling with defending the on-ball, okay, like how are we going to adjust how do we need to drill it? We need to get better at it. Where we need to be at a point where, like when we go through other team stuff, we know how to defend it because that's what we do in our program, you know? Okay. And and that's been a little bit of a struggle for me because I, you know, you obviously want to win right away. And sometimes it, you feel like, okay, we could change everything up and do it this way and have a good chance to win. Yeah. Or do we really drive home like, this is who we are. This is what we do. We need to get better at how we do it and um, go that direction. And I think that's really where my staff and, and I are. It's like, this is the way we do it. We're gonna do it and we're gonna do it right and we're gonna get better at it. Yeah. How much does that philosophy influence how you recruit? Do you kind of set out with a few, I don't know, team needs in mind? Like mm -hmm. we, need to, we need to fill this position or is that something you just go player by player, case by case? I would say a little bit of both. I think the direction that we would love to go is having a lot of versatility where we have interchangeable players. Um, you know, I think we have a couple of freshmen coming in that are that way. I think some, like you can see that with Shea. Um, obviously, you need point guards and ball handlers and that kind of, um, you know, that primary yeah. person who's going to take charge and, and want the ball. Um, but I really think it kind of breaks for us. It's, you know, you need a ball handler. You need shooters. You need some versatility and you need a good back to the basket player that's really, you know, you can take advantage of in the post. Um, so it really, it just kind of depends. I would say it's it's definitely a little bit of both. You know, I think we all, we kind of are, are trying to establish our identity as, you know, a, versa a versatile team. Yeah, I think that that's been hugely successful in these first two seasons is playing with different lineups, asking mm -hmm. players to play new positions. Um, what do you think that the potential of this program is? Where do you think that this team is headed and what, what's the goal that you're trying to take them to, to obtain? Well, the goal is, I mean, obviously the, I think winning the big sky and, and getting to the, um, I mean, the NC2A tournament, I think that's, yeah. that's the end goal. But, um, you know, I understand that it's, it's a process and I think, you know, as long as we're continually getting better every single day, that's what's the most important thing right now. Um, we talk about goals and, uh, you know, I think the team came up with some goals, which I think are really good. They kind of did that on their own. Okay. Um, and so I think that's neat to see. And I think really right now we're at a point where we just have to take it like net one game at a time, one practice at a time, one yeah. possession at a time, and just really focus on like getting better in that moment. Um, but I, I do think, you know, obviously winning helps, you yeah, know, it definitely. helps um, getting word out about where the program and the direction is going. I think having the fan base that we have, I mean, you look at where we are, we're fourth in the big sky with attendance and, and I think that's huge. And I think it's still growing because of what we've been able to do at home. And, 
Um, I think there's a little bit of excitement about that. Yeah. And so... When just the university is growing at right. kind of an, an unheralded rate. There's a transition right. from the, the two-semester system to this three-semester thing that could bring more people in. So right. Yeah, I think it's a, a really exciting time. Yeah. Coach, what does it feel like now transitioning away from basketball once again? You're going to be an empty nester soon. <laughs> Your kid's in high school now only. I'm trying to find a smaller house. There's no small <laughs> places around here. No. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, I. it's just, it's part of life. You know, I'm excited <laughs> for her. I'm excited for that experience. And, um, you know, I'm sure I'll just be watching more film or something at home. But uh, <laughs> travel will be a little bit easier. I won't have to worry about someone at home and how they're eating and, and all that stuff. So Does Sam play basketball? Sam does. She's actually coming here to play. Oh, early yeah. commitment. <laughs> yep. So she'll be here. Uh, she'll be here soon. So that'll be That's exciting. Very, so yeah. she's a sophomore then. If she's, she's a junior. Oh, she was she's a when junior. she moved here. Yes. And now yeah. she's a junior. Yeah. She's a junior. Wow, that's so very exciting. Yeah. I, I mean, you already have experience coaching family, so it probably won't be too strange. Yeah. And her and I have had, I mean, in the whole process, she had some, some good uh, opportunities and she, I think, has always known if there is a chance to play for mom, like that's what I want to do. And so we've had long conversations, I mean, probably for the last couple of years about, you know, that can be really hard. Yeah. Um, and so you have to understand, you know, what what it's going to take and what you're going to have to do. And there has to be obviously separation, mom, coach, two different people. And um, I think she does. She's been around it and her she wants to coach like that's what she wants to do. OK. Um, so she always says, one of these days we're going to coach together. And I said, mm -mm. <laughs> but we'll see. She's, she's, she loves it. So it's fun to see. So it sounds like the Morris family, that's your maiden name for those mm -hmm. that don't know. It's just basketball runs through the DNA then. Um, mm -hmm. that's so exciting that you get to pass that on just to close things out. How do you feel that your life has changed over the last 18 months, two years now? It's, I don't know. It's your life. I can't say what yeah. it's like, but it's this is a huge transition from really one phase of your life to the next. How right. has that felt for you? It's been, I mean, honestly, it's been amazing. Like I said, I just, I love it here. For me, you know, I love coaching, but I also think that there has to be um, a balance, a good balance with life. And, um, you know, I think sometimes it can be overwhelming just because there's so much with the recruiting and the travel and I sometimes laugh because people go, oh, you have the summers off, right? Well, no, that's <laughs> when we, you know, we still train in the summer now and we, we do all of our recruiting this summer. So summers are hard. Um, so for me, it's like to have that, you know, that release. Like I love to just go up the mountain and go for a hike and like it just, you just feel better. And so I think for me, that's important, like being in a place where um, I have that. I have a great quality of life and I love my job and I love being here. And, and that's really what I feel like this has brought me. Um, so I just, you know, I'm excited to be here. I'm grateful for the opportunity. And yeah, life is life is good. <laughs> I'm very happy to hear that. And I'm also very appreciative of you for joining me today, sure. Coach Sanders, on, on the podcast. That was a, a, very, a very fun <laughs> chat there. I'm, I'm really curious to see you as a middle school teacher. Oh, you laying gosh. the law down or were you... Oh. Yeah, no, I, I had good kids. It was fun. No, but yes, no I, I, from I did like dodgeball. That was <laughs> one of my favorites. You know, everyone says, oh, you're not supposed to play dodgeball. Nope, we played dodgeball and it was good. And, co and I played. <laughs> it was fun. That's fun. Well, I think that's going to close out this edition of the Thundercast. I'm your host, Connor Sanders. Make sure to join in next week for the next edition of the Thundercast. And Coach Sanders, once again, thank you for joining me. For sure. Will, thank you. We will be back later on. Bye.